Happy New Year, John. Sam, how's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. I just came back from vacation, so I'm feeling nice and relaxed, and now I got to catch up on all the work that I missed. So Yeah, it looked like you had a ton of fun on that cruise. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. How was your break? It was good. It was good. We spent a lot of time with our kids, and just good to have my daughter Hope home from Cedarville, and uh, just great to see my son as well, and my other daughter, Victoria, of course, is always around, so mm -hmm. we always have her, but no, it's been good. Christmas and New Year's were good, other than that football game that I don't want to talk about. Yep, we will not mention that game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we want to welcome you, and thank you for listening to the Living on Purpose podcast, and here we go with episode number 13. Our next question says, we know that lying is a sin and always will be. What are your thoughts about lying to spare one's feelings out of love or to stop chaos and make peace? Any suggestions on how to handle this difficult topic? Wow, what a way to start the year. Huh? Right, right. This is, this is a doozy, man. Well, you know, I think about this question and some of the layers maybe possibly to this question. So what happens when your wife looks at you after she's just bought a new dress and she puts it on and she looks at you and she's like, do I look fat in this dress? What do you do? What if she does look fat? Do you tell her? No. <laughs> yeah. And that's a difficult situation, right? Not that my wife ever looks fat. I want to make Mine that. either. Yes, we, we're making that point, right? Um, but that's a, a bit of a, a situational ethics kind of uh, question, right? Here's another situation where maybe there has been chaos or uh, dysfunction in the family and you're talking to a family member or a friend and maybe something was said, but about that person and you're like, oh man, he never said that. Just let it go. He never said that. When mm -hmm. he did say it, but you're trying to keep the peace in the family, right? Right. That's another example. So we find ourselves in these situations all the time. So what I want to do in the next few moments, I want to give to you biblical evidence as to how to deal with this and then mm -hmm. also give you some practical tools, okay? So first of all, the Bible's very clear. Exodus 20, verse 16, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. So that's lying about somebody, right? Very mm -hmm. clear. Some of my favorite verses in the Bible that are challenging to me are in Proverbs, Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19, where it says there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. And now he goes through the list. Haughty eyes, but the very next thing is a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to run into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, there it is, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. So in these seven different things, two of the seven are focused on deceit or on lying. He says the very second uh, thing is a lying tongue, and then he goes on to talk about a false witness who pours out lies. So the Bible is very clear that God opposes lying. Now there's examples in the Bible of where lying really caused a lot of issues, a lot of struggles. In Genesis 27, Jacob lies to his brother Esau. It's the whole scenario with his father, the blessing and the birthright, and he lies. He literally deceives his brother two different occasions, and he takes advantage, okay? Then there's Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5, where literally they sell a piece of property, and they give the money to the church, but they didn't give all the money to the church. They gave only a portion of the money, which was fine, right? You didn't have to give all of it, but the problem was they lied and they told the church that they had given all the money to the church and God judged them right on the spot, literally took their lives. There's a story in Genesis 12 of Abraham. He was 
terrified as he was going through Egypt that he was going to be put to death because his wife, Sarai, at the time that was her name, was beautiful. And so he lied and pretended like Sarai was his sister when indeed she was actually part sister, but mainly wife. Mm -hmm. And so what do you do? He stretched the truth. And so you have these situations all throughout the Bible where God uh, is not pleased by lying. So the million dollar question, and I think this is the motivation behind this question that was given to us. The question that we have to answer is what about in situational ethics type situations? There's a couple that come to mind in the Bible. The one is uh, in Exodus chapter 1, 15 through 21, where literally there were these Hebrew midwives that were taking care of Hebrew children. They would come and they would assist the wives and they would give birth. And there was a time, remember, Mary and Joseph, they took baby Jesus and they took him into Egypt. There was a time when uh, he had to be protected away from the king of Israel, right? He had to be protected from Herod. So time goes by and uh, the Hebrews are basically being raised in Egypt and there's many, many of them. And uh, the Pharaoh king gets worried about this. And so he's like, he tells everyone if there are baby boys that are born, Hebrew boys, put them to death. And so these Hebrew midwives, they would not do that. And they protected these children, these boys. And when Pharaoh found out about it. He came to them and they made up a lie. They said, well, you know, these uh, Hebrew women, they're very vigorous and they give birth to these babies before we even get there and there's mm. nothing we can do about it, which wasn't true. That was a lie. Right. So what they were doing is they were protecting the children. They were protecting the children. And you'd ask the question, is that the right thing to do to protect the children? And it, it would be tough to answer that no, wouldn't it? Right, right. It would be. So then there's another example in Joshua chapter 2 where Israel is coming into uh, the place of Jericho. They're spying out the land. They're going to take over the land. This is part of the land of Canaan that was to be given over to the Israelites that God had promised to Abraham many years previous to this. At the time, Joshua uh, and the spies, right? That's a story literally of where the spies come into uh, this land in Rahab, who was a harlot actually, she ends up protecting them. And when the military of that land comes to find the spies, she shoes them away and says, oh, they went this way. And she has them go a different direction. She lies to protect the spies. And so the question then remains, is there ever a time when lying is the right thing to do? Now, there's a common illustration uh, to this dilemma. It's a, not in the Bible, but it's just a, a dilemma that uh, those in Nazi-occupied Holland dealt with. So the story is of a person by the name of Corey ten Boom. And literally, essentially, the story is this. Corey was hiding Jews in her home to protect them from the Nazis. Nazi soldiers would come to her house and ask her if she knew of any Jews, uh, where they were hiding. And if she did, she was to tell them. And she didn't tell them, right? Instead, she protected them to allow them to get away. Okay, so should she have lied? That's a million-dollar question. Should she have lied and um, and told them, or should she have, you know, should she have lied, right, to protect them, or should she have told them? That's the, that's the big tension, right? Mm -hmm. So in every instance that I've just given to you recently, where lying uh, was the only possible way to prevent a horrible evil, I guess the question is, is that okay? Is it possible 
for lying to be an acceptable thing to do. In such instance, in such instance, where these lies, they protected the Hebrew midwives, the children, and or the situation with Rahab, and now the, the illustration of, of Nazi-occupied Holland, uh, when you hear these stories, you think, well, what should they have done? Should they have lied, you know, and protected, which is what they did in yeah. all three situations? Or should they have told the truth and allowed many people, many lives to be lost? And so it's really difficult, right? I would say that in an evil world, in a desperate situation, sometimes there is a right time to choose the lesser evil lying in order to prevent a much greater evil. Now, the fact is not everyone who's hearing this is going to agree with me on this. Now, some will say, we well, just trust God. He's sovereign and he would have protected them. He could have protected those babies. He would have or could have protected uh, the spies or the situation with the Jews in Nazi-occupied Holland. And that's very possible. You're right. And so if you take a different approach to this, that I'm taking, sure, I understand that. Um, but I do think that these situations are very rare. And I do think um, instead of looking at it as lying, maybe we should look at it as a strategy. Hmm. Okay. So that's kind of a, a unique way to look at it. Um, but maybe it's a strategy that we often see in war. So let me give to you five key thoughts, all right? And I want to really help you to understand that Lying 99.9% .9 of the time is never acceptable, okay? So number one, lying causes more pain later than what you're facing in the initial. So when you're tempted to lie in the initial, just think of it like this, 99.9% .9 of the time, you're just going to bring more pain into your life later. Mm -hmm. There was a guy, I was counseling him and his wife one time, and I was actually just counseling him individually, and he was telling me, you know, I think I may have shared this before, but he had bought an Xbox back when they were really expensive, like mm -hmm. $500, and mm -hmm. he didn't tell his wife. He was hiding it on her. Yeah. And I just told him, I said, that's ridiculous. You can't do things like that. You're going to get yourself in a large amount of trouble down the road. Yeah, absolutely. So lying causes more pain later than what you're going to fear in the initial. That's my first thought. Number two, lying is against the nature of God. Remember in John 14 and verse 6, where Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. The truth. Jesus describes himself as the truth. Jesus is the foundation of everything that is true and everything that is right. For years, I've told my kids when they're going to school, I'd, I'd tell them they're getting out of the car, I'm bringing them to school, I'd tell them, listen, stand for what is true and what is right. Everything that is true and right is Jesus. And so lying is against the very nature of God. Number three, lying is self serving and arrogant. Hmm. Let's be honest. 99.9% .9 of the time when you lie about something, it's for your own advantage. It's for your own selfish desires. And you're trying to hide something or get away with something or cause someone to think something of you that's not true. Kind of like Ananias and Sapphira and what they did. You're trying to create a culture that you shouldn't be creating. So lying is self-serving and arrogant. Number four, and this is the, this is the situational ethics point that I'm going to make. Hmm. Deception used as a holy strategy could be a benefit for God's cause. It could be. I think about like when our country is in warfare. Part of the strategy of warfare is to surprise the enemy mm -hmm. in an attack, right? It's not like our military. It's not like our Marines, our Army, or Air Force. It's not as if they're going to send you know a note across 
the sea or to the enemy and let them know when they're coming. Mm -hmm. the, the, the strategy of surprise is really important. Well, you could say that's being deceptive, and it is being deceptive. You're trying to take advantage of a situation so that you can overcome, you can win in the battle. So here's the reality of it. When we look at the stories in the Bible, we think of Rahab. We think of the, the midwives, the Hebrew midwives. God never praised them, but God never condemned them. So ultimately, I think it comes down to um, a soul liberty issue here where um, it's really hard. I guess my point is it's really hard to answer this question. Could there be a situation where being deceptive is honorable to God? I mean, I'm just going to leave that up to the listeners. I'm going to tell you this. God did not condemn Rahab. As a matter of fact, Rahab is in what's called the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. Mm -hmm. So God did not use that against her. And also Abraham is in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11 as a man of great faith. And so they had moments where they had lapses. And you'd have to try to figure out, well, was this a lapse what Rahab did? Clearly what Abraham did was wrong in that moment. What Rahab did, was it wrong to protect those spies? Well, I'm going to say it wasn't. Hmm. And when I get to heaven, maybe I'll find out that I was wrong. <laughs> okay. But So it sounds like in a protective aspect, there's some some gray area, right? Because, like you said, the, the midwives of Pharaoh, they lied about the babies, and that's how they protected Moses. Mm -hmm. And Moses was then able to become who he became. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's where the tension comes into play. So... And my, my last thought, number five, is tell the truth. <laughs> mm. It's very simple, right? 99% mm. of the time, tell the truth. So should you tell the truth in a situation where someone could get harmed or killed? And I'm going to leave that up to your conscience. I'm going to tell you in a situation where if I have to lie about something, it's going to protect my children from death. I'm probably lying. Mm. I'm just being honest about it. Mm. But I do think, like, I do think it's really important to have a foundation of integrity and honesty in situations, which is 99.9% of the time, uh, in situations where you want to honor God because you're not trying to take advantage for your own good. And so that's something, whenever I'm counseling couples, I'm always telling them, I do this thing where we go through 1 Corinthians 13, and I go through this idea of truth, and I'll I'll look at both of them and I'll say always, always, always. And I'll say it like 30 times in a row. It's really awkward. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually. And I'll tell them, listen, tell the truth to each other. Tell the truth. So back to the original illustration. You know, you got to be careful with this. But like, is it ever appropriate for to look at your spouse and say, hey, you need to take care of yourself a little bit more physically? I think it is. Mm. Is it ever appropriate to look at your brother or sister and tell them, listen, you're part of the problem, okay? You're part of the problem, and you need to react the right way. And I think it is. I think there are definite situations, many situations, where telling the truth but doing it in a love, loving way is really, really important. The only, I guess, exception, the situational ethics type situation I'm talking about today relates to situation where the glory of God or someone's life could be harmed. In that situation, again, it's up to you as an individual, but I'm just telling you, you don't see Rahab condemned, you see her praised. You don't see the midwives condemned, you see God's purpose uh, lived out. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only exception. 
And man, I feel like I'm rambling right now. And this is kind of a hard topic, isn't right, it? Right, right. Yeah, it's really hard. So It's almost situational. Yeah, I, I'm just going to... But I don't want people to use that as an excuse either. Right, true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, in my experience, telling lies, you have to keep track of them. Yeah. And that's just exhausting. And you start telling lies to cover up lies and it just this spiral downward. Yeah. Whereas... And then they eventually find out the truth anyway. Yeah. So that was all for nothing. Absolutely. And I think... Just a bunch of stress and just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. In love. Yeah. And I think maybe Rahab's situation, the midwife situation, maybe we look at them and we're like, well, it was a strategy to protect God's people. And again, I don't want to create my own ideas with this. I just want to say... 99.999999% of the time, (laughs) tell the truth. Don't make excuses. Tell the truth and just deal with the initial because the initial is always easier to deal with than the eventual. I'll leave it at that. There we go. Sounds good. Thank you, John. Thank you for your question. And we look forward to hearing more questions in the future. You can email them to john at weareemmanuel.life and we will talk to you next time.